This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Louise Schiavone. At a dinner in Columbia, South Carolina for the Black Conservative Federation, former President Donald Trump speculated he was seeing growing black support for his candidacy due to his legal problems. Polls showed Trump ahead of the only other primary hopeful in South Carolina, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. But he's been working to specifically build a base with conservative black voters, joking to the crowd. These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there, but uh, I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones, you see. That's how far I've come. That's how far I've come. Also yesterday, Trump called on Alabama state officials to resolve an impasse over in vitro fertilization and assure its availability to women. Nikki Haley, who's also a former governor of South Carolina, is making her closing pitch there and ahead of her home state's primary today. NPR Sarah McCammon reports Haley is telling Republicans she is a stronger candidate to take on President Biden in November. On the eve of her home state's Republican primary, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley addressed supporters at a naval museum outside Charleston. With an aircraft carrier looming behind her against the sunset, Haley told voters that she can move the party and the country forward beyond Trump and Biden. I'm assuming everyone one of you wants to see a change in our country. But in order to do that, we have to nominate someone that can actually win a general election. Haley's campaign has announced a seven-figure ad buy targeting Super Tuesday states, and she says she'll continue regardless of the results in South Carolina. Sarah McCammon, NPR News, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Court challenges are expected against a law in Tennessee that allows public officials to refuse to perform marriages if doing so violates their beliefs. Blaze Ganey of member station WPLN says the bill is broad, but the state's leading equality group says it targets the LGBTQ plus community. Federal law allows religious institutions to refuse to perform a marriage. This new state law gives that power to current and former elected officials. Tennessee Equality Director Chris Sanders says it's yet another attack on the queer community and says his group stands ready to challenge it in court. I think at some point there will be some county commissioner who turns a same-sex couple away and they'll be able to show harm because they can't find anybody, a public official, to marry them within 50 miles. The bill's sponsors have said it's not about same-sex marriage and that public officials shouldn't be required to perform a marriage if they don't want to. For NPR News, I'm Blaze Ganey in Nashville. This is NPR News. Stocks gained ground this week largely thanks to investors' excitement over artificial intelligence. NPR's Scott Horsley reports both the Dow and the S&P 500 index ended the week in record territory. NVIDIA's computer chips are helping to power the artificial intelligence boom, and strong demand for those chips powered a big rally on Wall Street this week. After the company's blockbuster earnings report on Wednesday, NVIDIA's market value soared close to $2 trillion. That gave a boost to the rest of the market, pushing the Dow over 39,000 for the first time. All the major indexes were up for the week, with the Dow gaining 1.3 percent, the Nasdaq climbing 1.4 percent, and the S&P 500 jumping one and two-thirds percent. 
Mortgage rates also inched up this week with the average cost of a 30-year home loan just under 7 percent. Minutes from the most recent Federal Reserve meeting showed policymakers are in no big hurry to cut interest rates. Scott Horsley, NPR News, Washington. Today marks the second anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. At the United Nations yesterday, U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield condemned Russia's aggression and told the Security Council that the international community must rally behind Ukraine. Ten years since this campaign began and two years since Russia's full-scale invasion, we must continue to stand with Ukraine and stand up for international order. Secretary General Antonio Guterres told the Security Council that the war in Ukraine remains an open wound at the heart of Europe. I'm Luis Schiavone, NPR News, Washington.